Hey everyone, welcome to the episode 28 of Big Slumpin'. I'm your host, Scott Morgan. With me is Trevor and Josh. How are you fellas doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I'm okay. Hanging in there. I was great until until some recent football news, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, so let's start with things we like. Josh, you want to kick us off? Uh, sure, sure. Um, I liked, I liked that really just the time is winding down that we're heading closer and closer to the baseball season. It's not really a, like a thing, but like, I like that we're getting closer to baseball season. That's really it. I think that's completely a thing. That's completely uh, explainable. Um, I like a lot. I've had a great week to be honest. Um, Oh, okay. Scott, geez. (laughs) Yeah, what, what if someone someone else didn't have a great week? You want to share share some of your your greatness? Well, hopefully my joy can help them. Um, <laughs> I, I went like I, I found out some recent job news that has been very exciting. Um, I went, I was five for five yesterday, and I placed one bet on like the Lakers because I had a promo, and I went six for six on bets yesterday, so that was great. Just an overall good week. Some good workouts I had last week, so I don't know. I'm feeling great, but things I liked. Uh, Boban, the what, what team's he on now? The Mavericks. Uh, they were playing the Nuggets. He played a game of knockout against the Denver ball, the Denver Nugget ball boys. Um, it's just fun watching him play knockout. Like he just looks like a little kid out there, and like just the size difference is comical. Um, and it just shows like the lighthearted part of the game, the quirkiness in sports. That I think us three and hopefully our listeners also enjoy. So that that's the thing I liked. Uh, Trevor, what do you got? Well, I mean, I, I we'll talk about it later, but I love uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick being on the football team. Uh, that's definitely a thing I liked. Uh, and I guess I, I don't know when else to bring it up, but I feel like I'd be remiss not to. But uh, I've, I've talked about it on the show before, and it finally happened. Uh, my guy, Steve Prohm, he's out at Iowa State. No longer the coach, parted ways, whatever the words you want to say. Uh, and yeah, so it's going to be an interesting uh, next next couple of years to see where the where the program goes because that's uh, I don't know I, I've been saying I've, I've wanted it for pretty much all season, which I still do. I'm glad it happened. But, you got you know, it, buddy. You got it. In, instead of <laughs> you know, instead of me actually liking it, it just you're kind of lost. Kind of feel lost right now, and it's uh, you know you don't really know where the program's going to go. It's going to take some time to see if they can actually you know, salvage anything from the past couple of years. If, you know, who knows, who knows what can happen. So I don't know. It was going to be the thing I liked and I, I'm still going to bring it up, but yeah, I'm more feeling lost than actually uh, liking it, I guess. Congrats, Trevor, uh, Josh or Trevor, do you guys have any other things you liked or are we good to move on to football? There's nothing else I liked in my life, Scott. <laughs> All right. So then let's uh, Trevor, let's talk a little football here. Um, I starting with the Bears signings. Um, so I, I, I try to list it by team with all the off se- off season moves that have been happening. Uh, they resign or they don't resign. They extend Cairo Santos to a five year, $16 million contract. So, you know, kicker it's, getting a, that's, that's a great signing. It, it's a, you know, it's a, g- a good amount of time. He's been very solid. Um, and no, no complaints with him, which is a great thing for a kicker. So yeah, I, th- I thought that was a good signing. Uh, my question is, why are we shelling $16 million to our kicker when we won't give up any extra money to Allen Robinson? Like, like why, do, why aren't we focused on signing him first, where he's been with us, he's proven to us? He kinda, we kind of owe him the money he wants. Yeah. 
I don't know. He he, he almost he's kind of. It'll be interesting. It'll have to wait till after this year. But he's kind of in that that Kirk Cousins level where he's got getting tagged for the first time, and we don't really know how the Bears feel about him long term because we really don't know what the Bears' offense looks like. And I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's bad to sign Cairo Santos, but you know, I mean, lo- looking back to it when kicking was kind of the big bugaboo that Nagy was making a big deal about doing the, the crowd, what was it? The, like the silence of the crowd noise or something at practice over the summer. If you remember those stories where he held a kicking competition, like from the, from whatever yard line, you know, Parky famously uh, missed it from like all that ridiculous stuff. It just seems like years and years later, like that's still f- forefront in the, their minds for some reason. Like, I don't know. The Bears, to me, have other problems that they need to worry about before kicking. I get having a good kicker, but yeah, I agree. I, they, they should be devoting their money and their their time somewhere else. But I, I, I don't hate the deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, and then also talking about Robinson's franchise tag. So they uh, – Robinson in his camp came out and said that Robinson has no zero interest in signing franchise tag in the immediate future. Um, so it kind of sounds like he's quite offended by this obviously they were in contract talks last year he's expressed interest in staying in Chicago um it's a real shame that ownership and management like the guy has been worth every dime we paid for him so I, I feel like there should be an ex- expect- expectation to pay him um but other than that the Bears it, it came out earlier this week we found out recent different news recently but Bears officially taking a big swing at Russell Wilson and ship has sailed on Mitch, letting him look elsewhere. So, you know, we're letting Mitch go, and we were going to take a big swing at, at Mitch – or not Mitch, at Russell. Uh, obviously, we didn't get the free agent signing we were hoping for. We end up with uh, the Red the red Rifle, I think is his name, uh, Andy Dalton, to a one-year $10 million contract. just want to hear your guys' thoughts on Andy Dalton. I, I think Got this red is hair. such – this Got is red such – Yeah, yeah. This is such an apathetic like reaction to the signing I've seen from a lot of Bears fans. Like they're just done. Like they don't. They don't. I mean, I don't know. Like you could complain like that they didn't get a good quarterback. You complain. You can make all the same, you know, statements that that Bears fans have been saying for years now. Like this is just another. This is this is a Nick Foles. This is a this is a not not a Jay Cutler, but like a Josh McCown. This is Mike like, Lennon. Yeah, a Mike Lennon. It's. I don't know. Like, what does this do? I mean, Any, I don't like, think it. I don't. Like, you, they get you, so after Russ Wilson. Ryan right? like, Pace cannot. <laughs> Ryan Pace cannot look anyone in the eye and tell them that he believes Andy Dalton's going to take them to the playoffs. He can't. Like, we, were, we were in a better situation with uh, with Trubisky. With, like, I, I don't I'd know. Rather... I don't know why you wouldn't try to bring Mitch back if you're keeping the same coaching staff. Like, I don't. I guess maybe they're done with him. I don't, but like, I don't know why they would be. I just yeah. like, and then you bring in Dalton though. Like if you're like, okay, we're done with Mitch. Then you're bringing in Dalton. Who's a veteran. He's not going to improve. Like we saw what he does last year. Like the Cowboys offense wasn't great, but you know, they had some weapons. They had Cooper Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, decent O-line with some injuries, but I'm just saying it's not like, it's not like, you know, Andy Dalton's like this unknown commodity. It's not like he hasn't gotten a chance in a while. Like, no, he had a full, season of quarterback play where he just wasn't that good if Andy Dalton was like a for sure better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky like let, let's say I, I'm not I don't want to get into ranking like where you have each quarterback let's just say you had like Mitch at 20th and then Andy you think's like a top 13 14 
quarterback and you improve like slightly but enough, fine. But with Andy Dalton, like you said, he's coming from the Cowboys, which was loaded with offensive talent, and he did not produce. Like if you watched him at all last year, you wouldn't want to go sign him. I, I understand it's a one-year $10 million contract. The Patriots just re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year $14 million contract. Why couldn't we do that with Mitch? If you don't want to go long-term with him, and Russ is clearly not happening right now, either wait and try to get Deshaun or try to sign Mitch back. Don't just like let him go for a worse situation. I, yeah, I'm I mean, pissed. I don't know. I'm a Bears fan. Been my whole life, and this is this is one of the most frustrating days I've had in Chicago sports history. You know, whatever the reason, I mean, it could be even Mitch just being done with, with Chicago, which I, I don't blame him. They haven't given him necessarily a fair shake. And I say that because, yeah, he was starting and, he, you know, he had the year with John Fox, which, which wasn't great, but that's not his fault. But I just don't think Nagy ever really believed in him. I don't think the coaching staff ever, like, really fully built around him and made, like, told him he was the guy. They're always like, oh, you know, we'll see how you do week to week. You know, uh, he was the guy the, the playoff year, the, it was 2018, I think. Uh, so I don't know if I have that right. It might have I, think been I think you're right. Anyway, you know, then still, even that was like not enough. Like people were still questioning him instead of like building him up and giving him like confidence. It was just, it's, it was a weird situation. He might just be done, but either way, Andy Dalton being signed, which he is being signed to be the starter. You know, there might be like a some kind of competition, but he's being signed to be the starter. I, it's, so unless the Bears, just, unless the Bears pull off like a, a someone in the draft, which I don't know, they have a they have a, the, a mid round pick. So I don't I don't see that being someone you just plug in and play right away. I don't know. It's just it's disappointing. Not, it's not it has someone, to be disappointing. If we had the first round or the first overall pick, and you're planning on having Lawrence start from day one, that's different. But like you said, we're we're having a mid to late round pick where we're going to get a quarterback that we want to develop, not a guy that we're expecting just to take over our franchise. And I, I think it's tough because. This move is clearly setting up Dalton to be our starter. And I'm going from having Mitch and Foles as starters. And Mitch, who I thought was pretty solid at times, had some – not his fault for some questionable play calls. Um, the Bears sometimes had some really bad play calls last year. Uh, but they obviously switched offensive coordinators after, like, they started 5-1, and one, then they went, like, 0-5. for 5, um, And that made a little bit of a difference. But, yeah, just, like, seeing Dalton as a starter just sounds – atrocious for a Bears fan like I'd rather have what we had last year which I did not want to watch again so I don't know we set the bar high with Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson and say we went under the bar is not even close enough to an understatement uh Josh any takeaways I just I, I think you guys are acting like this is like the end of it like I feel like if you're gonna get Russell Wilson Andy Dalton's not gonna prevent you from getting Russell Wilson like uh, but the the Seahawks no, came but... out and said that they're not the Bears made a very aggressive pursuit for Wilson, and they were told by Seattle that they are not trading their star quarterback. Yeah, oh, that and, and the Bears. The Bears are a a team that don't necessarily have the most cap space, just because they have in the past spent a lot of money on guys in free agency. What you know, guys like Allen Robinson, guys like uh, they're not you know uh, Trey Burton, but he's not on the team. Like the, those kinds of signings, they've been making pretty much yearly by now. And and we also traded up. we traded a bunch of draft picks to get um, Khalil Mack. Mack. So we don't have as much draft capital to trade away as maybe other teams. Or honestly, in my opinion, which we can talk about Russ now or later, um, I, I don't really think the Seahawks were ever trading him. Uh, I, I think he just kind of wants to express his frustration so that they fix the situation they have in Seattle. He's way too, way too much chemistry with DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett that I, I don't see him leaving those guys anytime soon, especially to go to Chicago. So that sucks. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, the guy I think they should have looked at was Deshaun Watson because, yeah, the Texans came out, said they're not trading him, which (laughs) let's just keep talking about the Texans after I say I'm done talking about the Texans. But, I mean, what the hell is going on there? And (laughs) the – that he's, I mean, they should at least try to like give up something for that guy because Deshaun Watson's a guy who I think can lead a team with maybe not the most talent and put them in a good position to win, especially a team that has like a decent defense. Like he did he's, not have a defense in Houston last year. He's an, he's an X factor. He's an X factor. At some point, he didn't have an offense. He his two receivers got busted for uh, PDs. Um, yeah, but what what a uh, oh crap! I think what he, uh, Deshaun Watson should do is he should one buy a Peloton. And then he should he should put like tweet about, you know, Deshaun Watson whatever number four, uh, destinations anywhere outside of Houston. And then he should also order a shirt from every single team that's not the Texans, and take a picture of him at a squat rack, and just be like, anyone need help? And that it should that, be like Deshante Watson. <laughs> yeah, like, um, that, that's where that's where NFL free agents just need to announce their uh, possible destinations. I mean, just, get, yeah. get a Peloton and. Uh, so I think that's enough Bears talk obviously I'm pretty disappointed with Dalton um, I mean our defense should still be pretty solid but it's just like what, what are we trying to do here is to stay the exact same get even worse we'll see if we draft someone but I, I don't know um, I'm curious to see where Mitch goes or if we do retain him because I'd rather see him start uh, let's talk about Trevor's Packers so I see one big move for the Packers was that Green Bay reached an agreement with Aaron Jones for a four year 48 million dollar contract I have my opinions, but Trevor, this is your team. I'll, I'll give you the floor. So I was I was thinking the Packers were going to lose a lot of guys this offseason. And we have. We've lost Jamal Williams. We lost – like, I, he hasn't signed with anyone yet, but he's not getting brought back just because the Packers are another team that's salary cap strapped, uh, especially after this deal. Corey Lindsley uh, went to the Chargers, and he, he was literally the NFL's best center last year. So I, granted, that's that big. position's a little more replaceable, but it's still an offensive lineman and being – literally the best it's gonna it's gonna show up next year and Aaron Rodgers being an older quarterback I don't want to see him get hit so I I hate that he had to kind of go but you know I get it uh so yeah Aaron Jones coming back uh I like him he's an awesome guy like as far as character goes I don't think you know there's a lot of guys that necessarily outdo what he does like character wise like off the field he's a great guy he's got great parents um Yes, Scott. I'm, I'm a great guy and have great parents too. <laughs> off the field, not really on the field, but <laughs> I, th- I thought there was like an audio thing because you're like pointing, pointing nope, your head. I'm pointing to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Scott, but Scott's a great guy, but I don't, on, you know, on the field, underperforming. No, I. <laughs> you? Me, me, not Aaron you. Jones. I, I'm a big fan of Aaron Jones, and I will say, Trevor, as of running back contracts go, I know that they're always a very skeptical thing to pay a running back because they're usually their peak is very high and very short um yeah so the thing is though i think he's really well well utilized where he doesn't take as many hits uh yeah and the running back by committee thing i think will still kind of like he's obviously they're they're running still gonna be a committee they they like dylan like they They drafted him in the second round for a reason they're gonna i think dylan's gonna move up to that uh that jamal williams kind of role where he's the yes you know he's the backup but he's still gonna get plenty of touches um I will say with this contract, it, I'm not a Packer fan. Obviously, I'm a Bear fan, so they're my rivals. But I really like this contract. Four-year, $48 million, you know, $12 million a year. Is he's not... got $13 million signing bonus, which so I think a lot of the money's front-loaded, yeah. which is something the Packers have done to save cap space down the line. You still get the good players, but you pay for them up front. So, yeah. So, I mean, know, I, 
it, it's better than like breaking breaking the bank, paying a, a Zeke or an Adrian Peterson when they're like you know just had a couple MVP seasons. Then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, there, there's quite a bit of drop off because guys can't keep getting hit. Um, so I don't know I, I was I was happy for Aaron Jones. I'm a fan of him, even though I don't like the Packers, but he's just a good player. No, and that's like. That's what I was getting to is like, ultimately it's, I get it. It's signing a running back. Is it the right move down the line? I'm honestly like, probably not. Like it's probably not the right move to sign him, but do I like him being on the team still? Yeah. He's a great guy. He's a good football player. And I think the Packers know how to keep him healthy, especially the last couple of years. They've really limited his touches. And when he does touch the ball, it, it makes sense with the game plan where the game's at. Like he, he usually can make those explosive plays. So I like having him on the team. I like that he's running it back, but you know, I'm not going to be naive and say that paying, you know, $13 million a year for a running back or $12 million, whatever it was, is I mean, a let, good let, idea. Let's say we add the, the signing bonus and it makes it kind of like a four-year $61 million. It, It's right. about $15 million a year. So yes. I, I'm but, not going to say that's a, that's a good idea, but I, I do it, like him and I like that he's on a team. So Yeah, and, and I just want to say, like, with what I was saying about how his contract's not terrible, obviously, yeah, like, I, I, I think you're right. The logical thing is paying a running back's not great, but it definitely could have been much, much worse. With, yeah. with, with paying him significantly more. So I think it's a good deal for Aaron Jones. It's also a good deal for the Packers. Um, but let's talk about the Patriots, okay? So they made a bunch of signings. Kind of me and Trevor were texting a little bit yesterday. It seemed a little strange. Um, the Patriots, man. Yeah. I think this is, the, this is the other big one to talk about, right? <laughs> this, is, this is probably the, big, the, the next biggest team I have. Uh, so Cam, we already talked. He re-signs with a one-year $14 million contract. Um, do you want me to list all their moves or just want to do they look all, all at the same time? I want and then them we all. can go over it. Okay. Yep. John U. Smith, uh, he went to the Patriots on a four year, $50 million contract. Uh, linebacker Matthew Judon reached his agreement with the Patriots for the four year, $56 million contract. And then they also signed tight end Hunter, Hunter Henry, Huge three signing. year, $37.5 million. So they got two tight ends, a linebacker, and they retain that and they retain their quarterback. They should have, I, I think, uh, Hightower sat, opted out last year maybe, and I think maybe Gilmore went Did out. Did you mention uh, Aguilar, Bourne, and uh, Mills? No. So, yeah, they, they signed uh, Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders for a pretty big contract. Kendrick Bourne, who's been a guy the uh, 49ers. 49ers have had around. Yeah. He, I think it was the 49ers or the Rams. I think, I think the 49ers. it was 49ers last year. But he, he's another young guy that, that has had shown some flashes. And uh, Jalen Mills, who's been a defensive back for the Eagles, had a couple of these, you know – He's a safety, uh, mm-hmm. seems like decent, decent man coverage kind of guy, uh, just good hustle effort kind of guy. There's, wow. a, there's, a, lot, there's a video of a, him like defending Julio Jones going around. So, I mean, if you can defend that guy, that's pretty good. <laughs> a- Aguilar, I'm looking at it, had a great year last year, 896 yards in the yeah. Raiders system. Shout out um, to anyone who had him in fantasy. What is it, eight, Real eight gem. touchdowns? <laughs> uh, he had a, a good breakout. A breakout. Uh, he, he caught, he caught, I think, actually, no, that wasn't him. Never mind. <laughs> I'm trying to see how his drops were. I know that might have been – I don't think that was a problem for him in, in Philadelphia. I think that was more uh, Jordan Matthews. Um, no, no, Aguilar was a, was a drop Aguilar guy. Aguilar was a drop guy? Yeah. Okay, well, they it, both were. <laughs> I think he might have had a, a, a really solid year um, uh, last year. Let's just say yeah. that. <laughs> no, he did. He did. Uh, he, he only he had – he had five drops last year, which is, I guess, better. I mean, he had four and three his previous two seasons in uh, Philadelphia. So, yeah, let's – I mean – the Patriots. This is this is crazy. This is a crazy thing. This is something that the Patriots just like don't do. Like the the Belichick method has always been, 
bringing guys through the draft, you know, build around Tom Brady and make, keep your offensive line. Like they would always draft offensive linemen, you know, keep them up. Right. Uh, they would always bring in run, you know, different types of running backs. They bring in, and you know, they do like one or they might do like a, a big name here and there. They, that was kind of their thing, like a Darrell Revis or Randy Moss. They'd bring in a, uh, come on. I'm, I'm thinking of names here. I need another one. Uh, uh, Gilmore was a big signing, but he, he's kind of stayed there for a while. But, you know, the, the Patriot thing, like, if they bring in a free agent, it's usually one guy who meshes pretty well with, like, either Tom Brady or their defensive scheme, you know, some, something like that. And I don't know. This is, like, un, this is unforeseen for, like, a Belichick t- team. It's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, I'm not crazy about the Nelson Aguilar signing. I think they overpaid for him. And J- Judon, like, he he's another guy, like, anytime – I it's a thing with like Ravens pass rushers, pass rushers. I don't know if you remember, but ever since the, uh, he, the guy with the long hair got signed by the Browns, like 10 years ago. It's um, uh, he, Anyways, that not, guy, not, not Hilochi Nata. No, no, no. He's a white guy. White guy with like long blonde hair. Um, <laughs> he's a pass rusher. Browns? Yeah. It, it was a while ago, but see, see if we stats department, go, go look up this guy. Um, but ever since that signing happened, I've been kind of like iffy about Ravens pass rushers. You know, obviously Zadarius Smith was they got another Ravens pass rusher, but it seems like Ravens like get a lot of these pass rushers coming out of their system, and they don't necessarily translate that well to other teams. So Judon, I feel like is one of those guys that we're just gonna have to wait and see. But I'm not crazy about that signing right now. But I think honestly, I, the two tight ends, the Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, like that excites me. That's an exciting thing because I know Johnny Smith's a good run blocking tight end. Hunter Henry's obviously great receiving tight end and that pairing i think is going to work well with cam newton especially in after they have trent brown too like their blocking schemes are going to be crazy <laughs> and and the, th- the thing that i thought when i saw johnny smith and hunter henry is one they were both they're both really solid um uh tight ends in the league and young but uh hunter is probably still not even in his prime yet he's just been injured a lot um i'm thinking also th- no that's not a ravens never mind uh but I was looking it up, but no, like, like the Patriots have been one of the more successful two starting tight end bunches we've ever seen when they had Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, both just lighting up defenses. Um, so see them now bring in Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. It's very exciting. Both pretty solid contracts for both the guys. Um, and then, I mean, I'm a little sad that Hunter Henry's leaving uh, the, the chargers just cause I, I really liked him with Justin Herbert and I, I, worry about the Chargers now a little more. Um, but, yeah, and I think this is actually – Cam, like, needs to prove something this year because obviously last year wasn't it. But, in, in, I mean, you looked at his team. He he had, like, really limited uh, receiving options. Oh, yeah. I remember him on the Browns. Yep. Um, but uh, now you're bringing in Aguilar, Hunter, Henry, and Johnny Smith. Like, he's got some weapons. You still have Edelman as maybe a one or two receiver. So, like, there's no excuse for Cam not to be This better. seems like they're just spending money to, like, all right, Cam, we're going to give you one more shot. You're, you've been in the system. We'll see if it works out. And honestly, like, he's got the tools. I think it can happen. It's up to Cam now. And, and their, Belichick, defense, obviously, their defense should still be very be good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the conditions are going to be better. Yeah. They're going to get back Gilmore. They're going to mm-hmm. – well, actually, I think Gilmore was playing I think Gilmore played, but I, I don't – it just he's been he was like hurt some games, but High Towers yeah. coming back. Uh, Patrick Chung, I think, sat the season out. He's coming back, and you do get you yeah, and you get Patrick Chung, you get the McCordy brothers, and you get uh Matthew J- 
Jadon is an addition. Yeah. Can't, can't hurt. Um, I thought it was funny when Cam signed his, uh, his deal, Tom Brady signed his extension with the Bucks. Um, so now Brady's signed with the Bucks through 2022. Yep. Um, I, God knows if, how old he'll be by the end of that contract. Um, Gronkowski also is returning to the Bucks on a one-year $10 million deal. So pretty team-friendly there, trying to keep the, the band together to make another championship run. We'll see what happens there. Yep. Um, all right, here's just a lot of like single ones I have, and then I want to talk about the, the New Orleans situation. And then I'm I'm yep. done with football, but I want to uh, remind me to save that one for last. Uh, Ravens sign or former Ravens linebacker Yannick Nagakwe agrees to two year, twenty six million dollar deal with the Raiders. I think I said that last Whatever. name pretty well. Just saying. Yeah. Like I, I thought I was gonna butcher it. Um, Rams extend Leonard Floyd with a four year, sixty four million dollar deal. Seems Fair like contract. a good, good contract. Yeah, he had a uh, ten and a half sacks last season. His uh, career high. Uh, Bears drafted him. Was a pretty good pick, and if you remember his uh, draft day evaluation, do you know what it said? Josh, you remember? I don't actually. No, it's the only draft bet, bet. day evaluation. You oh, you're talking remember. about Anthony. We're talking about Anthony. Yes, 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 yes. He. Uh... <laughs> what has he been like, Josh? <laughs> what? Was he been like Gumby? Ben's like yeah. Gumby. That was the that was the most weirdest uh, draft evaluation I've ever seen. Um. But, hey, you know what? The man's getting paid. Uh, Jets yeah. signed former Titans wide receiver Corey Davis to a three-year, $37.5 million deal. He had a career-high 984 yards last season. I mean, I think that's a good signing for the Jets. I just the don't Jets. know where the Jets are going. Like, like you get a good receiver, but you need a lot more than just that. Yeah. Um, they also signed former Bengals defensive end Carl Lawson to a three-year, $45 million contract. Yep. I don't so, know if that's, again, the Jets. I yeah. just yeah. <laughs> uh, Titans get actually they, they get a pretty solid linebacker with Bud Dupree. Um, we don't know the contract and we don't know the length of the contract. It says that it will pay him more than sixteen million a year. And yeah, like I said, not sure if it's going to be a you know two, three, four, five year contract. So we'll see on that. Good um, signing for the Titans though. They need they need pass rushers. They were one of the worst uh, the worst teams at rushing the passer last year. Mm-hmm. I remember that was a big thing. Like they couldn't sack. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Jackson. It wasn't Jackson. It, it was a it was a team though. That bad offensive line and got like zero sacks. I think it was like the Bengals or something. <laughs> oh, it probably was. They got uh, Burroughs got hammered so much. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great time. They really do need help pass rushing. Uh, Steelers lose yep. a really good linebacker in Bud Dupree, though. Um, but yep. they should still be a very solid defense with TJ Watt and Cameron uh, Hayward. Um, Saints lose Trey Hendrickson. He goes to the Bengals with a four-year $60 million deal. I mean, good for the Bengals, but I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like they're in a situation that's going to make too much of a difference. But they get a good player. Um, Fitzpatrick to the Washington football team. One year, this is the big 10, one. Ten million dollar contract. This really sets him up to be the starter. He has a uh, Taylor Heineke as his quarterback competition in in training camp. Um, so I, I got two questions: is, is is Fitzpatrick the starter for Washington now? And does this mean Tua? It, it's it's officially Tua time in Miami. There's going to be no more benching him in the fourth quarter for Fitzmagic. What do we think about this one? Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, Tua Tua is now like the guy in Miami, unless they do something crazy in the draft, which they could because they, they still have a decently high pick because they missed the playoffs. But 
uh, let's talk about, yeah, I mean, the football team. I think Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter. I think – I do. I, I no, think no, no, he's no. Be the my, my face wasn't it. I completely agree. My face is – I was thinking to myself, <laughs> will they be the football team again this year? Are they changing? But no. I, I hope so. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're going to change to. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Can't, I'll have to update that graphic if they if they change their name. <laughs> but uh, the dumbest teams graphic. Anyways. Yes. Um, I'm. I don't know. Like I'm excited. I, people are saying he looks good and red and whatever. I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm just excited for another year of Fitzpatrick football. Uh, the dude's an exciting quarterback. He's. I mean, I love it when he's on national TV and he's. You know, I guess the one like sad thing is it is the football team, so we're not going to get that many games. Although they are an F- NFC East team, so we might get some Cowboys games out of them. You know, uh, so I'm excited. Just one more year of Fitzpatrick can't can't be can't be sad about that. That's awesome. <laughs> and I mean, he's going to a team with you know you you get him and Chase Young. I just feel like that's gonna be some fun interactions. Their personalities. Uh, Terry McLaurin was a beast last year. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see yep. them hook up a little bit. I'm trying to think of other options. Here's a, a a thought. So his contract's pretty similar to Andy Dalton's. And not to, talk, to keep talking about the Bears, because I'm sure you guys like don't want to. But... I'd much rather have Fitzpatrick if that's what you're going to ask me. Right? Like it's At least I would understand that it's either going to be similar to It Mitch might be or fun better. then, at least. It might but be at least fun. It's, it's a friendly contract. What are we paying? Oh, God damn it. I mean, Andy Dalton's just not like – I sorry, he just doesn't seem like a like a fun starter. Like Fitzpatrick made a great run with Miami last year. Yeah, Trevor, Dalton. you sent the, you sent a gif into our group chat when uh, you saw the news, and that looked like a pretty fun guy. <laughs> no, I think I think the funny part about that gif, which you get if if you guys don't know, a uh, great radio. I'm going to describe it now. It's the gif of like Andy Dalton in like the snow, and then he gets up with it, like shoots his coat off, and like there's a big explosion behind him. Uh, Andy Dalton's one of the least exciting guys in the NFL, like at least like personality wise and like I'd say recently play wise. <laughs> uh, so I right, put just, down Trevor for not getting any Dalton jersey. I'm just saying, like we're 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 going from, oh God, I just Andy did not get it done in Dallas with a very talented team. I'd rather take the quarterback that got stuff done with guys that were unheard of to last year. I mean, Miles Gaskin stepped up a bunch. Um, yeah. Mike Gesicki, 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 the tight end. end. You know who I'm you might want to consider. Like guys, maybe just didn't want to play for the Bears for this uncertainty. You might want to like. Yeah, and I, that's and that's why I'm confused. Like it still confuses me. Like Nagy's still there, Pace is still there. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I almost think that they just like didn't make enough money <laughs> last year to to really pay for a new coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so good. good I guess. We're happy for uh, Tua getting getting a, like to officially be probably named starter, and then we get another year for Fitzpatrick. Fitz. We can't another be mad about that. I'm um, still waiting on Alex Smith news about either retirement or if he's going to go somewhere else. So we'll see about that. Um, Jags sign ex Seahawks cornerback Shaquille Griffin to a three year, forty four and a half million dollar deal, and the Jags bag. And the Jags also signed Marvin William or not Marvin Williams. Marvin Jones Jr. to a two-year, fourteen and a half million dollar deal, which I feel like I love a that very deal. friendly deal for the I team. love that deal, uh, not because it has anything to do with the Jaguars, because it's because Marvin Jones always kills the Packers and yeah. he's out of the division. So and you know what, he, he's, a, he's a really solid uh, receiver. So I'm happy if the if the Jags get Lawrence, at least they're building stuff around him to have um, Marvin Jones Jr. and uh, maybe DJ Chark would be exciting. I think they still have Tyler Eifert too. Who's, um, uh, who's the other guy they have? Um, you, you oh, keep going. I'm Keelan, Cole? Keelan Cole? Keelan 
is a healing. It's cold. something. I know who you're talking about. Um, but yeah, it's a very yep. friendly deal. Yeah, healing Cole nailed it, man. Uh, and then Giants reach a three-year, sixty-three million dollar deal with Leonard Williams, forty-five million guaranteed. I didn't know he was that great a player, but the Giants had a really good defense last year, so. And he was a big part of that. Yeah. Which another like, I love how the Jets just like let all these guys go, like what right across the pond to the, but the yeah. Giants. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, and then the NFL all time. No, it's the same stadium. You're it's right. Not across it's not any across pond. the pond. They both met life. They just changed the colors. Um, but uh, let's talk Saints now. So NFL all time passing leader Drew Brees has officially retired. Um, yeah. Just an unbelievable career with uh, both the Chargers and mainly New Orleans is where he'll probably his number will get retired. Sure, no doubt, Hall of Famer. Um, won a Super Bowl with the Saints. But yeah, so he, he's retiring. Um, do you want to talk about him first, or should I talk about the the other deals the Saints made? No, let's do let's do Breeze real quick, and then we'll do the do the other deals. I, you know, you you're not like <laughs> these like one these quarterbacks like are not common to come by they're quite rare especially you know one that's going to end up leading the nfl and passing one day so uh you know it sucks for new orleans that he's retiring but it's also time i think i think he's done he's ready which is good and you know especially not only did they have a great quarterback in drew Brees, but the impact he had on that city the rebuilding the super bowl win after the hurricane i mean just a monumental impact by one guy and Obviously, he's 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 never gonna have to pay for a beer in New Orleans. He's, he's his numbers <laughs> plenty, going up. Plenty of beer and gumbo that he can have for free. Yep, he's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just you know, it it, it was like getting kind of hard to watch, especially in that playoff game against the Buccaneers. I mean, some of those passes just, I you know, it, it's it's hard to watch when these quarterbacks get old and they start doing stuff like that. But you know, I'm I'm happy for him it, it, that he's calling it quits. I think he's doing it at the right time. I don't think New Orleans is necessarily. And I, I don't. I didn't think he was going to get to another Super Bowl with New Orleans, so I'm, I'm glad he's retiring. Just calling it quits. And honestly, uh, his, his last, last season was a great season statistically and performance wise for the team. Yeah, they, and they he had played winning... through like 20 broken ribs. Yeah, I mean, a, a lumped, uh, what's collapsed lung. Um, yeah. but I mean, even before that and after that, he still had some good numbers. He was still a solid quarterback. Um, he, he led his team to many victories, especially blowing out the later to be Super Bowl champs twice. Um, Twice. I don't know if he blew him out the second time, but I know they they killed. Oh, him they. Oh they, no no no. They, the they came back they the first get, the opener of the season, and then the second game it was thirty eight to like three. It was terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean he, he's had some great performances. It wasn't just like all season we're looking like it's just not the same dude. Like he had some great flashes of old Drew Brees, and I think going out now, like you said, it's a good time. Uh, we I don't think we as fans or him as a player wants to try to do things he knows he can't do anymore um and like you said after all those fractured ribs and collapsed lung it's how many more sacks can this man take (laughs) his body's obviously not not holding up too great with that um but yeah again legendary career awesome guy really helpful to the new orleans community um i don't know what he's gonna do in retirement if he's gonna be in the booth i mean he's obviously knows the game so well if he's gonna coach high school or or college or even pros he seems day. like a high school football coach kind of guy isn't river philip rivers is doing high philip school rivers football, is right? de- definitely philip rivers is definitely i don't even see him as like a head coach but just like a coordinator i don't know um or even like a quarterback coach but yeah so i mean two two greats just retired this year so 
absolutely electric careers. Um, the Saints went ahead and paid Taysom Hill four-year, $140 million extension. I mean, goddamn. Uh, let's start, let's start, start with that, Trevor. I hate that deal. I think it's – not that I don't think it might be I, out. But I hate that what deal. What we've seen, no way. Like, pay him two-year, like, $20 million or something. Don't pay him – that's such a – oh, my God. I don't know how much is guaranteed, but that seems like an awful contract. <laughs> and then uh, Jameis Winston agreed to a one-year – What is cap space in New Orleans? Like – I don't know, but Jameis agreed to a 12-year uh, deal to return to the team. So they, they got both Taysom and, and Jameis, and I wouldn't be shocked if Jameis takes over with a $12 million contract versus Taysom, who's getting paid, what is that, like 35 a year? I mean, it's just absurd. Yeah, I, I – and we, and we love Taysom Hill. It's just it's – just, it's a bad contract. It's too much. I mean, I, I don't – I wouldn't say I'm the biggest – Taysom Hill guy I think his relationship with Sean Payton is funny because he's I don't think he's ever gonna be a starter although it seems like that's what they're going for next year which I think is a mistake I don't know like why why they I mean if they really think what they saw in Taysom Hill those what four games or whatever without Drew Brees is good enough for this contract then they had one game against these, the Broncos where they just because... they had one game against the Broncos where I think he he went like I think he might have thrown the ball nine times. It was just that was a hilarious running. game. I'm just <laughs> saying like and that that's supposed to be your starting quarterback next year. Yeah, I, that, that you're like like put it this way, they could have done a Patriots thing where you bring him back on like a one year fourteen million. Even a two-year, twenty million would have been fine. But this like, is this the is... moment you know that everybody's been talking about. This is the moment where the experiment gets goes too far. We get too cute with Taysom Hill. And I think it's going to backfire. I think that's what everybody's thinking. Except they're for going the undefeated. They're wrong. They're going undefeated. Taysom Hill is the I, truth. It's the truth. You're wrong. They, them also losing Hendrickson, nah. I think, is going to be a super underrated move. Because I, I loved Hendrickson. A pass as, rusher? Yeah, I loved him as yeah. a pass rusher. He's I mean, really obviously, good. they still have Cam Jordan, but. Uh-huh. All right. So I, I, uh, I think that covers everything we wanted to get through with football. So then just the big notes is uh, Bears do not get. Get Russell, we we are still we, we we decide to go for Andy Dalton. We'll see if they make any other moves. Uh, Aaron Jones to the to the Packers. A lot of big moves by the Patriots. Um, Saints, great. Drew Brees retires as well as extending Hill to a huge contract and also retaining uh, Jameis. And we're going to see some Fitzpatrick in Washington. So that that's the big notes I think that we went over during football. Let's talk some basketball. Um, so current power rankings. Uh, Utah stays at one. Brooklyn stays at two. Phoenix moves up to three. Uh, 76ers move to four. They drop down one to four. Uh, and the Lakers drop down one to five. So those are the top five. Any thoughts there? Uh, you know, I mean, the Jazz, I think, honestly, the Jazz are at one still, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think I would drop them below the Mets just because they've been on a bit of a slide recently their scoring's gone down they just got blown out by the warriors even like gobert had a ridiculous like 2020 um rebound and point game that was (laughs) wild but losing to the warriors i think is not necessarily a good loss for the jazz especially the way they lost uh but so i'd I'd like to see the nuts up there i mean yeah the warriors just blew or got blown out by the lakers without ad so uh, yeah i i can see why you want the jazz dropping to two maybe moving the nets to one 
Yeah, so keeping the Suns up there makes sense. The Lakers at five makes sense. 76ers, again, these all these all make sense. So yeah. I think the Jazz and Nets is the only one I'd think about flip-flopping. Honestly, like I put, I think about putting the Clippers in there because anytime Kawhi Leonard's on the floor for the Clippers, it's a completely different team. And they showed it against uh, the Mavericks the other night where the, Kawhi Leonard was just – he's just a beast. Like, he's too Are you much trying to, to tell handle. me that when a team's best player is playing, they play better? Yeah, which is why the Lakers, you know, they're not their best right now. That's crazy. <laughs> and crazy. so, uh, and, and then the other two teams that we like to follow, the Raptors dropped down to twenty. It happened. It finally happened. It was this was weeks in the making. Look, totally okay, here. It off. This, this, okay, here. Look, if they're gonna do it like this, okay, make them thirtieth until the four players come back. Okay, because that's what we're doing. They are by far the worst team I may have ever seen. No, Since... no, 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 no. The, they would probably still beat the Rockets. I don't think they would. <laughs> no, the Rockets would. literally have like everyone they injured. They have probably less players than the Raptors. Like Eric Gordon's gone now. I, John I Wall and Christian Wood have played. Like, no, there are John Wall two and a half like basketball his... players in the Raptors right now. That's more no. than the Rockets. No, the Rockets are by far and away the worst team in the NBA right now. Fine, whatever. Make them 29th then. Whatever. The point still remains. All right. If, if, without, without their best players, surprise. They're bad. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> no Fred VanVleet, no Ananobi, no Siakam, no Malachi Flynn. Like, what are you going to do about that? And no, no, no Patrick McCall. Like, that's, that's a deal breaker. So yeah. you take away all those guys, and you got Paul Watson Jr. playing big minutes, and that's what we're talking about right now. You got Paul Watson Jr. playing big minutes, and that just can't, that just, that just can't happen. You, know you, can't expect to, you can't expect to lose games in the NBA and still if- win. If the Raptors get uh, that the King Center for Rashawn Holmes, you Rashawn Holmes, I like Rashawn Holmes. I want, Holmes. Him. I want him a lot. You could have a he's Holmes a solid and like yeah, Garden Center. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, I do want him on the team. Yeah, I, I I was a big fan of him on the Kings. Um, and so Bulls dropped twenty two. They did go down two spots there. I think no, sense. no, no. Yeah, no argument there. Um, some news in the NBA though, outside of power rankings, is that the Spurs officially part ways for Marcus Aldridge. Um, I don't really know where he may end up, but you know, he, he was a former all-star, uh, was a you know, has been a great player in the league for some time now, especially in Portland with Dame. forget how good he was. And how old he is. That too. He's, he's what is he, 34, 35? 35. Okay, LaMarcus Aldridge kind of, for me, is like, he's kind of reaching that, like, that Pau Gasol, Marcus Gasol kind of like, oh yeah, he's this old and like, can't really lead a team anymore. But like, people will still be like, ah, you know, he's Pau Gasol, like, he's a good piece. Like, eh, he's kind of old. Well, and Paul really Gasol is overseas, so they're not saying that about him over now, right now. No, but, like, the, you know, the last couple of years, remember when he, like, signed with the Bucks before the playoffs and people were like, this, this is going to be huge for their – Remember when we thought Paul Gasol was going to go sign with the Lakers again? Yes. <laughs> like, that was, like, this year, wasn't it? Yes, that was this yeah. year. Was I don't think that was serious. Um, so, yeah, just it, it, it definitely is a good point to, like, note how good LaMarcus Aldridge was. Um, Dude, he was so good. He was like, probably, I think, the best power forward at a certain – at a point. It's crazy. Imagine. It is crazy to think that him and Robin Lopez were a legit, like, center duo at one point. I about to get really sad. Can you imagine if Brandon Roy didn't get hurt? Oh, come on. Yeah. Trailblazer teams yeah. and Greg Oden. Dude, that, those what things have been What if D-Rose never tore his ACLs? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the Blazers. I, it is like I, I'm. I, it's like a fantasy world, though, to think about like Lamarcus Aldridge and Robin Lopez just out there, like making tip shots and being like face of the NBA in Oregon. Like, Man, um, so then let's, was, let's, they were good. <laughs> they were really good. Yeah, 
man, I and he and Lamarcus always has been a good guy too. So I, I I've been happy with how his career has panned out. Um, what do you guys think he's gonna go? I don't know. I just hope he has a good role and can you know help a team in whatever capacity he would, uh, it is. He'd get a lot of minutes for the Raptors. I'm just putting that out there. He would you to prefer play. him go to a yes. team like the Lakers oh, or the Clippers where? Where or like even like the Bucks, where he's gonna get a good shot at getting into the finals, or would you prefer to him go to a team where he might actually be an important, like more of an important piece rather than like a bench player, rotation guy, where like he might need to contribute more and like add more, but he also like it might not work out and like only for one year kind of deal. Like I thought you're gonna ask me. I thought you're gonna ask me. Would rather him or Aaron Baines? That's why I said yes. The first question, Josh. I think Josh, if you asked him, would you rather have a chair on the court or Aaron Baines? Aaron Baines knocking over Norman Powell on the screen attempt was one one of the funniest things I had seen in that game. (laughs) He's so bad, and like you were playing, and Henry Ellison—that's you. He looked like you out there. Yeah. So (laughs) sorry, Raptors. No, it's yeah. Aaron Baines is bad. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes, Aldridge. I've always liked him. He's he's a good player to watch. He's kind of more of like a fundamental. You know, he, his games like change so much too. I don't know. We're we're talking too much about Lamarcus Aldridge. We can we can move on. Um, this is the evolution of his career. Let's no, go like he's, he's just I don't know. He's been always been like an interesting player. I always like watching him. He's a crafty oh. vet now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then the next news I have is uh, recapping what we talked about last week a little bit and some updates. Uh, NBA has now fined Myers Leonard fifty thousand dollars and has suspended him for a week. Um, I just want to ask what you guys think about that punishment. How do you feel the NBA handled that situation? Awful. Straight yeah. up is awful because like it's the biggest slap on the wrist. One, he's injured. He's not playing for a week anyways. That doesn't yeah. matter. And if he said the N word, I promise you, he would have been fined a lot more. I promise you. And it shouldn't matter what slur you said. Should he probably he said be slur. off the team if he yeah. said that. He should and... be off the team. He'd <laughs> owned by a Jewish man. Like, right. But I, I'm just saying like the locker room would not probably be accepting. Yeah, of... that too. Like, but I, I'm not saying that there are of this. I'm just saying, you know, it, it but anyway, it's not, it's bad. Yeah. They, I agree with Josh though. Like, and then uh, <laughs> what, what I also think is interesting is that he will be a free agent this summer. I don't even know if teams are going to try to sign him. Like, I, I think this, he might just blackballed himself out of the NBA. So we'll, we'll definitely see what happens with him. Um, just such a poor decision and what bad Dumbass team would try to sign him. This is definitely has Knicks all over it. I was thinking Knicks. I don't know. Like, they could, but, like, I don't know why they would. They don't. I don't know. The Knicks are kind of, like, they're trying asset. to win now. Like, they're, they're trying to do some good things. They had, a, they had a good game against the Nets the other day. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? Julius, do you think that was a travel? Like, yeah. I don't know if the camera, did that. It, the camera angle wasn't great. I no, really but, tell. like, it, people were saying, like, oh, that, that wasn't, like, I don't know. It looked, like, if that was, happened in a pickup game, like, that's called a travel. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't have been that mad. Like it was not. It was not like an unbelievable no. call. Like if you called it, I'd be like, okay. If you didn't no. call it, I would assume that people thought I got blocked. Then. No. Um, but by the way, I, I bet I bet uh, James Harden over ten and a half assists that game. He had like nine at half. Just hilarious. Like I love it when that just. Oh, he just got nine assists at half. James Harden, by the way, I think he's like a lot more exciting to watch now. I don't know. Like I don't know about you guys, but he, uh, he actually like. I've I've actually been enjoying watching James Harden as opposed to him on the Rockets, where he's just like flopping everywhere, getting free throws. It, it seems different this year. He had a beautiful play with DeAndre Jordan the other day, but yeah. Um, you, you talked about Randall a little bit. Let's talk about him. So Randall, uh, Zion, Zach Levine, Trey Young were among 15 names added to the Team USA perspective roster. How I dare you? 
You forgot a name in there. FEV. Thank you. Sorry, I, I, I remember him <laughs> on the thing. I must have completely just missed his name when I was typing this out. Uh, yeah, and Van Vliet as well was added to the Team USA perspective roster. Thank you for correcting me, Josh. Uh, so, right. Yeah, what, what do you guys think about that? Uh, it's not really news. Like, I texted my brother about this, and he was like, the team sucks. And I'm like, no, it's not even the team. It's just a list of people that now can maybe make the team. It's not, it's not like this is the team that's going to the Olympics with us. It's like these are extra guys that, you know, might be able to make the team. That's what this list is. So there's no actual can, news here. Yeah, it's just guys that can try out. There um, also yeah. is no scheduled Olympics right now. That's <laughs> yes. the other thing. <laughs> also factual. Um, And then we got some good – well, some scary but also relieving news. So Embiid left a game with an apparent knee injury. Uh, the MRI came, MRI came back to be just a bone bruise, and there was no structural damage. So it's really good. I mean, he's been performing like an MVP this year. So the fact that he won't be out as long-term or out for like a complete a whole season is, is good news, I, I believe. Um, yeah. But that's all I have for NBA, unless you guys have anything else. And then we can move into MLB. I was really sad that the Bulls lost to the Sixers, like, Without Joel Embiid and Simmons, that, that was kind of my moment where I'm like, "Damn, they're still the Bulls." <laughs> we still got a lot to work through. Yeah, and Tony Bradley. Uh, Josh, yeah. you want to take us through uh, some baseball? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't like much like news really. Uh, let me make sure that's that remains the case. I didn't. But, see no, any they they they're, they're doing some weird stuff in the minors with uh, rules and stuff. Like, different levels have, like, I forget which one correlates to which one, but, like, one level has bigger bases. One, oh, yeah, I saw these. It's, like, one three level, inches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then one level uh, has, like, clocks on the pitcher, and then another one has, like a, like, a limit on pickoffs. And there's a bunch of them. There's, like, a bunch of small rules like this that they're, they're like, messing with and I'm, I'm cool with that like that's good it just i feel bad they do something guys. with shifts as well yeah yeah, yeah. one yep. level I, see i wish i remembered which level correlated to which new rule but yeah they took away the shift in one of the levels and it's like I, it's cool and i like that they're organizing this stuff and like testing it but like i feel guys who get promoted that it'd be like all right what are the rules now like i had to play it doesn't <laughs> I, make any i sense. actually love this <laughs> like, i think I also this week changed my opinion on the shift because I was anti-banning the shift until this week when I watched Francisco Lindor interview about it and he was like, "Yeah, I mean the shift, like it's not fun to watch. Like it works, but it doesn't let me be me. And like we're watching best sports to be entertained. I want to watch Francisco Lindor lay out and do impressive plays, and the shifts make that harder. And so yeah, I'm not in favor of banning the shift, and I don't care if it's less." good for a baseball sense it's gonna mean that i get to watch good shortstops do i mean hitters will have better numbers that's not better better field no no. well it it should be but better fielders will also make better plays that's the point chances um crap i was also gonna say something with the shift i'm Uh, I'm all for the minor leagues just being like you know what let's just let's just say fuck it like try out this rule for like oh one 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 level has rubble umps I forgot that one too. The the NBA does something very similar where they change the rules in the G League where if you get let's say you get a, a three a fouled on a three pointer, you only shoot one free throw. And if you make it, you get all three. If you make or or if you get fouled on a on a layup and you miss it. It, it kind of reminds me of like what the NFL was kind of doing with uh the XFL and the other the other football league, the AAF. Like they're like, Yeah, we'll see how these rules look and like how if they can translate like the trying to think like the, the what was it like the sky box the sky ref i think that's the the big one from the xfl or like the, the camera that they in-game have on the interviews the whole time yeah <laughs> that kind of All stuff right. so 
I like yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm cool. This, like, baseball needs to have some changes, and it's the way to do it. Uh, also, there's a team called the Savannah Bananas. They play in a, co- a college wood, uh, wood bat league. Um, they're not really playing baseball at this juncture. They created a whole new sport by themselves that they're forcing the people that they play to do. Uh, there's a two-hour time limit on it. There are no innings. If you take the lead, the inning is over. Uh, if you walk, you have to sprint to the base. Or you could be like thrown out or something. Like it, it, there's there's like a lot of crazy. It's, it's hardly baseball, which is interesting. So yeah, that's that's it for like news. I don't know. I like I, the sport has to change somehow. I like like small change. I'm pro clock. I'm pro uh, shift bending the shift now and things like that. All right, Trevor. It's time for your playoff predictions. I have your division winners. All right, yes. I have your division winners already. All right, but I need you to tell me who's going to win these, these, these games. All right. These, these give me, playoffs. Give me the matchups. Okay, hold on. I don't, I don't have it seated. But so you have, um, you have the West being won by the A's. You have the East being won by the Yankees. You have – hold on, typing. You have the Central being won by the Twins – you have the NL West being won by the Doyers. You have the East being won by the Bravos. And you have the Central being won by the Brewers. Okay. And you have the two wild cards as um, the. Oh, you have a tie. You made this so complicated for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Rays are won for sure. Yeah. You have the Rays, and then you have a three-way tie between the White Sox, Red Sox, and Astros. Okay, Josh, you and me will decide. I think we both agree that the White Sox are the favorite out of those three. No, Trevor will decide. Okay, Trevor. I was going to pick the White Sox just because, first of all, fuck the Astros, and second of all, what was the other team? Red Sox. Red Sox. Red Sox, White Sox, and The Red Sox are going to have, like, I – I, they're going to have a weird year. So weird years doesn't. So you're picking the White Sox. The okay, cool. All right, the Yankees will be playing the Rays, and then the A's will be playing the Twins. All right. So let's go through. Let's go through the AL. All right. Who's yep. winning the wild card one between the Yankees and Rays? So I don't know. The Rays. I, I think they're cursed. They're they're cursed ever since their decision in the World Series. So give you the Yankees. The Yankees hit bombs. They they hit it out of the park. The the Rays can't can't catch it that far up in the sky. That's we're gonna go with the Yankees. There's a sky limit on the Rays. All right, got it. <laughs> All right, we got the A's and the Twins. The A's and the Twins. Uh, I feel like the Twins are like a consistent like choker team. Of course, they always choke against the Yankees. So yes. uh, I don't know much about the A's. I don't know. The Twins also hit bombs, so we'll go with the Twins. Okay, so we got the ALCS as Twins-Yankees. All right, we'll come back to that in a second. Let's go to the to the National League. So we'll go for the wild card, which you have between dude, uh, the Marlins. <laughs> no, it's the, the pot. No, I'm sorry. It's the Padres and Giants is who you have. Yeah. I, Padres. I, okay. The Padres are fun. They got they got Tatis Jr. I don't think uh, the Giants are a fun team, and they will lose to a fun team. Okay, so you got Dodgers versus Padres in the first round, and the Braves versus the Brewers. Okay. Dodgers Padres, who are you picking? Uh, 
it'd be cool. Like I, I you know what? We'll go for like the upset here, just because like I think this is like I, I know it's baseball. You can't have necessarily one guy like carry a team, but we'll just say like Tatis goes on like a like incredible hitting streak and just hits dingers that whole series, carries the, them out of like seven games, gets the win. Dodgers or not the Dodgers, uh, Padres, Fathers, Braves, Brewers, Braves, Braves are overrated, but you know. Brewers okay, are so your ALCS bad central. is Twins, Yankees, and your NLCS is Padres, Braves. What is our World Series, Trevor? Uh, Braves are overrated, so going to have to go with the Padres. And let's go with the Yankees because, again, the Twins, they, they can't get past the Yankees. I, okay. I don't know. It seems like a curse kind of thing. Not going to mess with the curse. And who was our World Series winner in how many games? The best of seven. Dude, let's go with like the 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 Padres. Nice story. Good, nice story for San Diego. They they need they need some good stuff going on down there. How many games? Seven game series. Come on, we seven want, game we want more classic. Games. We don't want seven game games. classic. Who, whoever wants less games in the in the World Series? Come on, seven games. All right, it's all in stone. Trevor's giving his picks. He's got the Padres winning it all. There we go, Padres. Scott. I ready, ready to back go San Diego. Oh, are we going through divisions this week? Yeah, we're just gonna. We're not, I mean, we're not gonna do what Trevor did all the records, but we'll just say everything's yeah, yeah. gonna win. Okay, I'm good with that. Where do you want to start? I just do it in the order I did for Trevor. AL West. I got. I got the uh, Athletics winning this division. I think that they're all kind of bad. Um, the only real threat I see, and I hope they do it. God, I hope they do it. Is the Angels because Mike Trout needs to be in October, but I see the Astros rotation is too weak, and they lost Springer, so I think the offense will take a little bit of a step back. And the A's are just consistently, like, just chugging along and not really being spectacular, but always being good. And so, you know, just by, you know, throwing it up there, it seems like the A's would come up top. I think I'm going to agree with you on this one, Josh. I'm going to take the athletics as well. But like you said, none of these teams run away with it. Like, it's just they're all kind of mediocre to okay or some even bad. Um I do think that I'd go athletics, maybe angels is number two, just because you can't count out trout or uh, Anthony Rendon. Hopefully Otani can stay healthy for the full season and they could, they could piece something together there. Um, love count them out. Uh, it's not the wrong list. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll take the athletics in the AL West. All right, let's go to, let's go to the AL East. You want to go first on that one? Oh yeah, I'll take this one. Um, I think the Rays lost too many Orioles aren't even considered. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Yankees. Like I I just think the Red Sox have not done anything positive since getting rid of Mookie Betts. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Yankees. I'm gonna take the Jays. Um, I think they did a lot this offseason. I think they the starting pitching still a little weak, but that offense is legit, and that bullpen has got a lot of pieces now. And health needs to happen. And Vladimir Guerrero takes, is going to take that step forward. I think he everyone's expecting, and I expect just a juggernaut season from him. And, and so I, I really I do like Springer with the Blue Jays. I think he he brings obviously World Series experience with an asterisk, um, some leadership experience as well. So we'll see. And I think it'd be pretty cool if they if they played in uh, Buffalo or Dundoin or or all season, and then the playoffs went back to Toronto and everyone <laughs> packed. That'd be super cool. I I think for I I think my my top teams in this division would be Yankees followed by Blue Jays. I think the Rays took too far a step back. I don't think they're making a run to the World Series again. I don't think so either. Uh, the AL Central. I'm gonna take the White Sox. Um, I'm not gonna think too much about it. I think they have just the best roster on paper. The only challenge to them is. 
is not beating themselves, um, is, is playing to their potential. And with La Russa, that could be a very big challenge. Yep, it's a, it's a pretty good sign when your biggest, biggest hurdle is your own manager. Um, they are supremely talented, and they're going to be a really, really fun team to watch. And the, the only team I could see maybe making a push is the Twins, but I don't yep. know if they have the pitching to do it. That, that, the, twi- the Twins are, are a boomstick of an organization. They hit dingers, and that, that they're such a good uh, offensive team that they could compete in this division, but I, I think the White Sox are the better well-rounded team. Yeah, what I makes agree. the White Sox better than the last, like, I'm gonna just, just going to say two years, like, including the bubble in last season? Because they have a whole lot of new players, man, and, like, they're all getting more experience in the big leagues, and, like, that's only good. And so, like, you go around, you go around their whole entire starting nine, and it's just like, this guy might be an all-star at every single position. Like, just, they're, they're really stacked. I mean, Lance Lynn, because, like, great last, last, what's that? Lance Lynn was a great addition. Uh, yeah. What's the, they got Liam, uh, Liam Hendricks, Hendricks yep. Great bullpen arm. Uh, what's it called? We saw a little bit of Garrett Crochet. I think I said that right. Yeah. Um, ex- explosive. At, hopefully he can stay healthy. But and we're also getting uh, Luis Robert. Full season of Lu- yeah. Full season of Luis Robert. Robert. Um, um, and and hopefully you know Mankata can stay healthy, not have COVID. And if these guys can take the step that we believe they can, it, this team could be exceptional. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. They they they're being. I hope. I mean, I hope they're really good. They they got a lot of fun personalities on that team. Like, and I, I love Eli Jimenez so much. But mm-hmm. does that answer your question, Trevor? Yeah, I know. I, I just I genuinely asked that because I remember after the I'm going to keep calling it the bubble. After the bubble, like everyone's like, "Fire Ricky! Fire Ricky!" Like that's because people just love to react to managers in the, in the playoffs. I don't think they should have fired him, especially if they're going to hire Tony La Russa. He won Manager of the Year, right? Yeah, he also won Manager yeah. of the Year, but no, he didn't. He even second. Was it Ricky Cash? Was he in this year? I don't know what he did. But regardless, it was a weird situation. No, he was. That's what I figured. They congratulated him. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 they did. All right. Uh, The uh, the, uh, NL West. Uh, Okay, I'm looking. Oh, Dodgers. Um, Padres are the only other team in this division. Uh, Shout out to the Rockies. Uh, (laughs) Just shout out to the Rockies for the sake of shouting them out. They don't have a chance. Um. But Dodgers are, are, I think, the favorite. I will go the Padres just because, like, I, I believe in something of a World Series hangover. Mm-hmm. And the pa- Dodgers and Padres are two best teams in baseball. And I think if the Dodgers get a little, like, a little bit hungover, the Padres can take advantage of that. And I also think that Trevor Bauer sucks and uh, the Padres can just beat up on him. And that's five what? wins. Man. You Trevor take Bauer, that a Cy Young winner. Garbage. Garbage. Okay. Yeah, garbage human being. That that opinion's not going to change. Great player. Um, that's uh, He's a cheater. That is, that opinion is set in stone. He's a cheater. All right. NL East. NL East. Oh, this is a really competitive division. A lot of good teams. Um, God. There's three teams I'm looking at. Um, they're not the Marlins or the Nationals. I'm thinking the Mets are are okay. gonna be my favorite. I think they made a lot of big moves. I think I'm. This is also kind of like a fan pick. I, I want to see the Mets do well. Um, even though I think the Braves are going to be a very competitive team as well as the Phillies, but I think it's going to be like Mets, Braves, Phillies in that order. Okay. I'm going to go Braves based only because of how good they were last year with no pitching and they got a lot of pitching back. Mm-hmm. Like no, that's they fair. got better just by getting healthy. Like they're really stacked. And I think, you know, Acuna might have an MVP season and uh, be really, really impressive. Yeah, I, I just like the addition of Lindor um, and yeah. hopefully DeGrom and, and uh, Syndergaard can put together strong seasons. 
as, as yeah, well. Yeah, it's not a slight on the Mets. Like, the Mets are going to be really no, good. I just think I, the Braves I think are going to the division. If I was between two, it was going to be the Mets or the Braves. So Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter because everyone knows how overrated the, the Braves are. So, ultimately, they're going to fall in the postseason. And it's just – that's how it goes. Only one team win the World Series. Scott, NL Central. This is wide open for anyone to take. Um, you could literally pick any team not named the Pirates, and I want to blame you. Yeah, that's that's. Um, I I just really don't want to say some of these teams because I don't think it's going to be the Cubs. Um, I'm gonna go Cardinals. Fuck. If it helps I, you feel better, Scott. This was a hard one for me too. <laughs> I'm sure it was, Trevor. Um, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Cardinals. The Arenado signing was huge for them. Uh, it's just like. I don't know. I don't feel like there's that much talent on that team, even though I'm picking them as the NL Central winner. I just don't think there's a lot of great options here. I'm going to pick the Cubs. Uh, I think they have the most talent. We have seen for like four years now that talent hasn't really translated, but it doesn't mean it's not there. And it could, it could all click at any moment. I know I'm a homer in this, but I think I really think Jock uh, Peterson's going to make a difference here. Like, I know it's just spring training, but the way he attacks fastballs is not like any Cubs hitter that they've had in a very long time. And it's been very impressive. I think he'll transform the lineup. I really think big things at Jock Peterson. He might make the difference in the whole division. That's really what it comes yeah. down to. And the only thing that worries me with Jock is I think when he was with the Dodgers, he was mainly used as a platoon hitter against right-handed pitching. Right, that's um, most pitchers anyways, right-handers. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I, the Cubs should have the most talented team. But I, even if we make the playoffs, I don't feel – I know this isn't I mean, just based team. on pedigree, they have without doubt the most talented team. It just they their talent hasn't translated. But, yeah, I feel like – I mean, my God, the Cubs have disappointed me several times this past couple of years. So. Yeah, well, me too, man. So, uh, I think yeah, they're better I, than the I Cardinals. I hope you're right. I think, they, I think they should be better than the Cardinals. So we'll, we'll see how they play. Do you want to do playoffs or just end it on that? I think let's, let's, let's end it on that. Um, okay, we'll do playoffs next week. Yeah, you know, we before, definitely... before moving on, I, want, I, I came across this uh, – Oh, I was on, on TikTok the other day, and oh. I wanted to see what you guys thought. So Josh, obviously, not a big Rockies guy. Thinks the oh, Rockies no, are the worst. The Rockies are my third favorite team, fun fact. I just love Colorado. That's really just what it comes down to. Right. But you think they're the worst organization in sports? Yeah, they are. Yeah, okay. definitely. So I am proposing that the, the, the Colorado Rockies get relegated to the Pioneer League, and we okay. switch them with the, the Rocky Mountain vibes because okay. they have a much cooler mascot. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it think, sounds like they'd have. I think you should look that. look up this this guy because it's like a s'more. And he's no, just I know. Like... Yeah, I know about the vibes. I I tried an internship for them. Yeah, yeah. I know who the vibes are. <laughs> and he's I just kind of like. They used to be a Brewers I... affiliate. Used to be. Yeah. Now they're not affiliated at all. No. Um. Wh- okay, so let's talk about this relegation. What, what would it What would it curtail? All right. Are we talking about Are we talking about just? I just think they need a new image. And are, just are the switching. vibes playing in Coors Field or are the vibes still playing in their? No, they have to stay in Colorado Springs because the vibes—that's where the vibes are. Like you can't just move. But Coors is a top, top, top tier stadium. Maybe, maybe Coors they have to is earn gorgeous. It. I, I just like—I don't know. They don't, like they don't Colorado have Springs, they, like that's—that's that's kind of like it makes more sense for the vibes. You know, Coors doesn't have a good vibe. Yeah, but Coors is gorgeous. It's gorgeous, but it doesn't have the—it doesn't have the right vibe for winning baseball. And you're telling me you're telling me that they have to stay in Colorado Springs, and I don't think the major league players are going to be happy with those amenities and those. Are training. you sure? That's where the U.S. Colorado Olympic... Springs is a pretty nice area, but they don't they, own that. They, they have don't the United that. States Olympic training there. They can, yeah, but they don't own that. That's not that's not the vibe. They could work out a, it, it, the vibes. Have, they'll send some good positive vibes. They'll they'll, they'll work a deal. <laughs> I'm not anti vibes at all. I love I love the Colorado. You sound vibes. like you don't have good no, vibes, bro. No, I, look, man, I've been looking for one of their hats for a while. I like okay. I like the vibes a lot. You're kind of rooting my vibe right now. 
That's fine. I don't care. Okay. Uh, I think that wraps up baseball. Josh and I can go into playoffs next week. A couple of NHL things. Uh, NHL is now going to be back on ESPN with a seven-year deal. It is their first time, I believe, on ESPN I don't like since that. 2004. What was that? Gut reaction time. I don't, don't like that. Why not? I, I mean, it makes it – like, are they, are they leaving um, NBC and uh, – what's the other channel they're always on? I don't think so. I think it's just that they can also be on, like – Oh. ESPN. Well, there's more hockey then, right? Just I think I think it's just gonna be more more hockey's gonna be publicized and. Okay, then good. I love it. I, hate, it. I think it, I he think hates it. More Donald people will see. I'm I'm like, why don't you want them? Yeah, no. I, no, I, I to me, it, the reason. Okay, like to me, like hockey it, it, announcers are such a big part of the sport. Like the experience of oh, watching hockey. Sorry, you lagged a little com- bit there. Oh, so completely agree. I I, uh, I just said oh like you're, yeah like they, I don't think I don't think announcers are going to get fired and they're going to be replaced by ESPN commentators now. No no I'm not saying they're going to get fired. I just like I don't want to miss out on those guys you know. So I don't want NBC to get less games because there's games on ESPN you know. Mm-hmm. If they can match the quality then I'm all for it. I'm just saying like that was why it was my gut reaction. I'm like damn we're going to get like I don't know just yeah well, I'm good for it. Or hockey's great. And then <laughs> the guy. um the Buffalo Sabers their their star Jack Eichel is currently out for the foreseeable future. With undisclosed injury, uh, the Sabers are kind of a dumpster fire right now. We don't know if they're going to trade Eichel. We don't know if they're going to trade Taylor Hall. I mean, they have talent. It's just it's just not working for them at all. And now their their best player goes out with an injury. Um, so there's that. Uh, other than that, I think that's all I'm going to have for hockey. And I think we wrapped up baseball Wait, pretty well. One one more thing. Did you uh, who who sent us the was it you Scott that sent us the Sabers thing? Or was that uh, someone else? I didn't send any Sabres thing. I might have no, sent. Scott, I'm... Scott, you, you sent. Okay, so Scott Scott sent uh, me and uh, our friend from Iowa State a certain <laughs> graphic. Not a graphic. It was a like a newspaper report, I think, from a Buffalo newspaper or something. Oh. Ranking all of the uh, the hockey teams. This and, was me. Yep. And they they rank the Buffalo Sabers below the Seattle Kraken, which don't exist. And they they quoted it, a circus act that deserves to be below a yet to start expansion team. <laughs> now, All right, that I is a idea. new low. I got an like, idea. Let's yeah. make the Sabers play baseball and the Rockies play hockey. I think the Sabers, them being this bad, I might have to take them off my <laughs> top five logos. <laughs> But yeah, that that's that is when your own te- your own city's ranking you below a team that just doesn't exist yet. I don't know. Like, yeah, hope that, they, hope they figure it out because Buffalo should be a hockey city. Like they should have a good oh, hockey team. Got the mean, Bison. They got the wait, Bison. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Um, but let, let's move into some trivia. We don't have any draft or ranking this week, but we do have trivia saved from last week. So let, let's see how you do. I think Josh took the first week of trivia. Monster. So we'll, we'll see if he repeats his champ. No, it was a tie. No, Josh just won the tiebreaker. You did? Yeah. I thought he we got tied. closer. No, remember you guessed Wayne Gretzky's total number of points and you guessed yeah, like you guessed he had like twelve you guessed he had like twelve points and he had like three thousand. <laughs> That's yeah. not exactly what happened. Trevor, no, you no. can re listen to the episode. It it happened. Anyways. Uh but regardless, this week, first category is NFL. Has a Super Bowl MVP ever been from the losing team? True or false? Wait, did we just do you want to give us like a one, two, three? Yep. Wait, 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 wait. You asked what? Wait, what's your question? Has a Super Bowl MVP ever been okay. from the losing team? Okay. Both got I'm your ready. answers. Three, two, one. Yes. False. 
Josh says, yes, it has. Yeah. And Trevor says, it has not. The answer is, it has. The MVP has come from the winning team every year except 1971 when Dallas Cowboys linebacker Chuck Haley won the award despite the Cowboys' loss in Super Bowl V to the Baltimore Isn't it Chuck Haley? That's my sister's No, that's a different player. That's Charles Haley. Charles Haley. Um, Who also did play for the Cowboys. But yeah, yeah, he played so for a Josh, lot of teams. Josh is up 1-0. Uh, now we move to baseball. He was on the 90s Cowboys teams, right? He was on 49ers, too. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so now we move to baseball. How many Miami Marlins pitchers had a winning record in 2019? Four, <laughs> zero, six, or two? Just, you're grouping the stars and the bullpen together? There was 10 pitchers who started games for the Marlins in 2019. You're still saying starters. Okay. Players who started a game. All right. I'm going to say zero, two, four, or six. That's probably a better way to list the options. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Zero. zero. Both are correct. Okay. So, two to one. Because the Marlins were terrible in 2019. They're usually almost <laughs> terrible. That's why I figured that's why he asked the question. Yeah. So I, I, I think I put this question out there just because I thought that. You guys might guess two, but I mean, yeah, the Marlins zero pitchers had a winning record in 2019, which is kind of great. Good? Uh, not very good. Um, so Josh is up to one. Uh, NBA is the next category. Uh, who is the only player to win the Sixth Man of the Year award and Most Improved Player award in the same season? Oh, I know this. Your it's options. Happened. Do you want options or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Your options are Daryl Armstrong, Lou Williams. Jason Terry or Andre Iguodala. I can repeat that if you want. Okay, I think I think I know who it was. Josh, you want repeat or you good? Two. No, I think I know. I, I don't. I don't know. Go ahead. All right. Three, two, one. Jason Lou. Terry. I got Lou Williams from Trevor and Jason Terry from Josh. Yeah. The answer is that in 1998 to 99 oh. season. Daryl Armstrong came off the bench to average 13.8 points, (laughs) 6.7 assists, and 2.2 steals per game for the Orlando Magic, becoming the first player to win sixth man of the year and most improved player simultaneously. Those are those are some good. Those are some good like. Remember some remember some guys right there. I I think that's a tough one because like you're like Daryl Armstrong is the only one I didn't really know, and like Lou Williams and Jason Terry are. Lou Very, Williams is like my automatic like six man. Yeah, I yeah. figured if it was Lou, I would have known, so I wasn't gonna pick yeah. Lou. I thought it happened though. That's the thing. Like maybe he was in consideration for most improved player one year because I feel like I remember that happening. I yeah, don't know. and then the following year, uh, Armstrong became the starting point guard for the Magic and was averaging sixteen point two points a game. So he definitely took a step up. Um, you guys remember Darren Williams? He was yeah, yeah he, was he was supposed to be is uh it was him and CP three who was the best point guard and that that yep. was a conversation we had at some point. Um, okay, so it's still 2-1, Josh. NHL, not our strongest category here, boys. Um, what NHL team has the most Stanley Cup wins? Is it the Canadians, the Blackhawks, Maple Leafs, or Minnesota Wild? It's definitely the Sabres. It is, it is definitely not the Sabres. Can you go over the options one more time? It is – I mean, I want to read it in order. Canadians – Blackhawks, Maple Leafs, or the Minnesota Wild? 
One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's one thing? Okay. I, I'm ready. I'm good to go whenever Trevor is. All right. Trevor, do you want me to read it one more time? Do you want me to say the options? Uh, I'm going to make a guess, but I don't think that's what it is. All right. Ready? Three, yep. two. Is it the Blackhawks, Scott? Is the Canadians. That was Canadians, Blackhawks. The answer is, and Josh is going to win this week as well, the Canadians with 24 yep. Stanley Cup wins. <laughs> I um, knew that one. It, it's absolutely absurd. Like, they won 24. I don't think a Canadian team has won since 1993. Nope. It's um, crazy. They like they have that many, and they haven't won one in, like, 20 years. But, no, that's, like, all the Canadian teams. Like, <laughs> like not one has won since, like, the 90s. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think second place is the the Maple Leafs. Um, the Wild haven't won one. The Blackhawks just No, won. the Wild was, like, that's why what I said are you doing, Scott? Like the others. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wasn't going to say that, but I was, like, I was curious if, like, one – that I just had to throw in there. Um. Let's see if Trevor gets the. Should have said the Lightning because they just won. I could have, but they haven't won much. I think that was their first. Um, all right. So bonus or tiebreaker, which we don't need the tiebreaker today. Uh, so just a bonus question: Who is the, who has the most blocked shots in NBA history? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Mark Eaton, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Dikembe Mutombo? Dude, I. <laughs> I knew this one, but I. I, I wasn't sure if you guys Both of them again? I, don't, I don't even know who Mark Eaton is. Mark Eaton is was, I think, a seven foot four uh, center for the Utah Jazz. Okay. I could have put Muggsy in here, but we all know he has 39 blocks. Um, 39 blocks, yeah. So about 3,800 short. Who was option number three? Uh, Hakeem was three. Kareem was one. Mark Eaton was two. And Dikembe Mutombo was four. So Kareem, Mark Eaton, Hakeem Olajuwon, Dikembe Mutombo. Okay. All right. Okay. Trevor, you good? I don't feel confident, but yeah. I was I was fairly certain. I was like eighty percent confident with who it was. All right. I'm gonna go yeah with this Three, person. Two, one, go. Cream. Trevor takes this one. And since this point this one was worth three points, oh. Trevor Trevor wins the week. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. Josh wins, okay. but Hakeem is the, he Hakeem does have the most blocks. What the hell is Mark Eaton? <laughs> He was he was a big block guy. I don't know. I I just remember him from two K. Huge block let guy. See, let me see how many blocks he has to see if he's even like in the ballpark. Absolutely think, electric in the paint. I think <laughs> I added him uh, just as like a block option. I mean, Daryl Armstrong once. The only reason I picked Hakeem was because I I th- thought he had a pretty long playing career, and playing that's why I Kareem. That, Kareem was Kareem. longer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I picked Kareem. Yeah, well, Hakeem played for eighteen years. That's not a short amount of time. Uh, Mark Eaton played for. What is it? I think I'm trying to see how many years. I think he Mark Bean, if you're years. listening, come on the pod. He had three and a half blocks per game, though. I mean, this dude was a block machine. He played from his when he was 26 to 36. So he didn't have the longevity. Um, total blocks. He had 3,064. He could totally have been the block leader if he stayed healthy and played longer or started his career before he was 26. Yeah. Um, I mean, you but could yeah. be the black leader if you started playing a little earlier and were a lot taller. The the height thing's probably more Those important. I, I am 22 at this point, so I don't know if height's going to ever, ever come. Uh, we, we can only pray. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's all we have this week. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us at Big Slumpin' Podcast on Twitter. Um, yeah, Trevor and Josh, thank you guys for being here. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. All right. See you guys. See ya.